Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. My name is Randy, and I'm in the uh, studio with Andy McDonald and Jeff Sinkamani, and we are here uh, at the Florida Hospital Church Podcast Network for another edition to bring to you. This week, we are in the last uh, sermon of a four-part series called Challenge of Change. Of change. I knew I had the first word. I wasn't sure about the rest. Challenge of change. And so what we're going to do this week is kind of give a review of uh, prior weeks, one, two, and three, and then we'll kind of wrap up with what we learned this week. So starting things off, Andy, what was week one? Uh, is civility biblical? And we're, t- we're talking about talking about change, uh, the challenge of change as far as changing the uh, the church etiquette of our worship experience together how we how we are with each other as we come to worship okay and so civility we are just challenging a civility a biblical concept for us to just be civil with each other you know and of course it's a biblical concept <laughs> it seems like a good starting point too yeah, yeah you can't really and and what was week two oh well well let me back up for week one under civility the the whole concept was the fact that the Jesus calls us to the to be able like the to start the um, Golden rule, you know, kind of thing to love our enemies as right. well as pray for those who persecute us, and that's, so that's a that's a pretty strong call for civility. That's a rough one yeah. all the way around. <laughs> that's really a high bar. Okay. So what if we fail week one? Yeah, well, then you have to do remedial work. Um. <laughs> <laughs> who, okay, who gets to assign the remedial work? Because that doesn't sound yeah. like. Well, then we then we went to respect <laughs> and the importance of of having just respect for one another uh, and how that works out in our lives is in a, in a worship setting again what does it mean for us to respect each other and and how do we treat each other with respect so that we can have a, a optimal worship experience together excellent and then we did uh, consideration and we defined consideration as thoughtful and sympathetic regard for a person when how do you think about people and so and that was the week we talked about the girl who thought she was invisible and how members yes. think they're invisible kind of thing and uh, so that was sort of the, the function there, to be able to say, hey, we can give sympathetic and thoughtful regard to a person and really think about who they are. And that's a, a way of being civil and showing respect and giving consideration. And then this week was on honesty and candor. And uh, These I, don't get any easier. Yeah, I, I thought actually while he was doing these, because it was a it was a. I don't want to say it was a fun series to go through because I, I should have I, made you and Greg do these. Uh, yeah, you probably should have. <laughs> it was interesting though because for the most part, the first three—I'm not going to say the last one—but the first three, I think, had um, there was a semblance of this is already our culture. Those of you that are new, we'd like to fill you in, right. kind of a thing. Okay. Okay. Um, it. It felt that way anyway. Like mm-hmm. um, some of you might have come from a different culture that this this wasn't as highly valued. And what's our culture going to be here? And, yeah. and how do, how do we sort of function together so you can so we can keep so we can keep being us together? Yeah. And I think as a church grows larger, you know, it's sort of like having you know your family established, and all of a sudden five or six new adopted people come in in your family and you go, whoa, we have to, you know, we have to come back to what we've been doing. And we have to kind of realize that now the the numbers, the sheer numbers of people create a bit of an issue. Uh, so we're going to have to lay down a few more ground rules, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because the this, new guy but, is going to get the look. Yeah. Right. If you don't know the rules, you're going to get the look like, get, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, yeah, what's right. up with that? <laughs> yeah. How come you didn't get that when you came in? But the last one, the honesty part, which is speaking the truth in love, mm-hmm. um, was a little different. All of a sudden, it hit me. All of a sudden, it. I looked at it and I go, "Whoa, 
we have a lot of very considerate people in our church that sometimes it's very difficult for them to bump up next to somebody and say that, you know, in right. in love. It's really hard. It's really hard. I, I think as a congregation, our emphasis on grace, our, our love, acceptance, and forgiveness kind of whole mindset, that that's what the community we want to be. You come here, we will love you, and we'll accept you. To, to call to accountability on any level is just a really hard thing for this congregation. It's a hard thing for me. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm part of this as well. And, and to be able to say, you know, to a, to a child who's misbehaving even, it's hard for us to say, okay, I'm going to enter into corrective instruction. You know, let their mom and dad do that. I'll just sort of back off uh, because we don't want to make them uncomfortable or make us uncomfortable. And yet to, and yet to not do that in the realm of what we're doing as spiritual life together is, is pretty serious to not do. Uh, we, we need that. I know I need that. I need people that are going to speak into my life for areas that I'm not aware of, that I'm making mistakes on, or or I'm or I'm doing things that are not even they're not even necessarily mistakes. It's just the way I'm way that I'm behaving. Like I said in the sermon, you know, I need people to say, "Hey, Andy, the last few sermons they've been a little weak. You know, can can you give us a little more of this or a little more? You know, are you really putting in your time? Are you to be able to challenge each other with that kind of candor?" is way off the chart for comfort levels today. But but the other part is it's hard to find out where someone's language is. Not not dialect, but actual mm-hmm. heart language, how they interact, how they take instruction, how they how they react to someone even just saying hello. I mean there's there's a million ways you can take any comment if it's not exactly the way they would maybe understand it or the way they would like it, you know, you're going to get different reactions. Right. And on Sabbath, when you talked about being, you know, being with honesty, and it's like, but if you're really going to be honest with someone, you have to be transparent with someone. Mm-hmm. And that's the other side of the Some coin. Self-honesty there. <laughs> well, it gets us into an uncomfortable situation because it's hard to tell somebody that this is even even gentle instruction, that this is something they should look at when, you know, there's the whole, you know, remove the plank out of your eye, the speck in the right. neighbor's eye. Right. right. But people will react to you in a much more positive reaction, much more positive tone nearly every single time if you offer just a little bit of yourself in that in yeah. that explanation, but that's that's hard. A little self-deprecation goes a long way. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, in counseling, I just wondered, you know, do you find that there's sort of like one group that love to speak the love kind of thing and one group that really likes to speak tr- harsh truth? Or, or I find mostly there's a um, there's a side to all of us that when there's the right motivation mm. that that we usually rise to that confrontation that t- I don't know, maybe you could call it a confrontation or a you, crucial conversation yeah yeah uh, and um, and so even the 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 meek and the the soft spoken type person. When there's the right motivation, they'll usually they'll usually rise to that, and I think that has to do with a lot of the the build up to this because you spoke on in the la- the the first three weeks you spoke on the rationale for why we're doing this why the culture uh, needs to be if not updated changed, and um, and the 
the side to that, I think, is that now I am speaking out not just for my sake. Matter of fact, I think it's better when it's not for my right. sake. Right. If, if, if it's going to be missional, it's not just about me. It's yeah. about the person who's beside me or behind me or around me that I want to make sure that they're able to connect. And so right. I'm, I'm speaking on their behalf. Yeah. Right. And I think that having that as a motivation uh, stirs anybody. The, the part that I think that I have a problem with, and that is, you know, whenever you think about this, you think about, you know, bumping into somebody and saying, hey, you know, you know, we, we go through the methodologies of trying to do it the right way. <laughs> and, hey, I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to talk to you about something here. And um, do you have a minute? You know, kind of a thing. There's always this defensive side to us on the other end, to hearing that. And, and so maybe uh, when... When we speak the truth in love, um, our our motivation needs to truly be a collective one. So it includes them too. Like the, the person mm-hmm. who came to you and said, you know, uh, you know, maybe you could up, you know, upgrade your sermons a little right. bit or whatever. Right. Um, I, I I don't know who that person would be, but if that person was a person who constantly right. was berating about, yeah. About everything yeah I don't think they have that that I don't think they have that privilege they don't, and they don't have the leverage to be heard well right but but it's I think the little bit of the difference too Jeff is like if you're if we're in a small group that we're, maybe maybe in a prayer or Bible study group or just a fellowship group of some kind with a group of people that we've been meeting with for for some period of time those people can say almost anything to us sure I mean they can you know they can tell you bad news about yourself and you're not you, you because of the context and the the foundation of caring for each other you're not you're not put off by that you're like right. oh wow maybe that's something I should think about as opposed to John Doe who doesn't have any relationship with you all of a sudden smacking you with some kind of piece of information like how do, you, how do you know where do you come from but doesn't that go back to week two where we talked about respect mm-hmm. because if we're if we're offering that respect, Maybe without a lot of background, you know, we're giving you the benefit of the doubt off the bat without a lo- with really no track record. The girl that walks in in, in week three that nobody knows, we got to give her a little bit of rope, right? right. We got to give her some the benefit of the doubt that you know maybe we can at least treat her with respect and then see where it goes from there. Um, because without it, then you're all starting from the same spot. Because if they don't feel like you're respecting them, you're pretty much like you said, you're the John Doe from the outside bringing the big stick. There's got to be a give somewhere, and who's gonna, who's probably ultimately gonna take the end of it will be the person that's lesser known because they don't have the support network within that group, you know, to survive. Well, I think it has to do with the relational context too. I mean, if a person's coming up to me and they can respect me, um, and I think that's good. And I and I th- and it also depends on the person. All the, you know, there's people in our church that if they were to come up to me and say, "Hey, great sermon." Could I give you one piece of advice? And and if it's if it's if it's Stevanovic, I'm going sure. Yeah, whatever you want to tell me. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, but if there's no relational clout, if there's no relational uh, side to this, and, and we have a lot of people who don't know. I mean, this right. is a big church. Right. I think there is there needs to be some sort of caution in regards to that kind of thing. Very much caution. And I in um, Google's book that uh, they're search inside yourself. Uh, sort of Hindu-Buddhist kind of thing going on. <laughs> but one of the things that they have a principle that's really interesting is that whenever you meet anybody to say, I, I wish for their happiness, I wish for them to be happy, 
mm-hmm. and and really thinking about having that is part of our respect, and then part and it's also part of our consideration, part of our wanting to be civil with them, and then then we maybe. The honesty thing, if, if I'm speaking honesty into a person's life and I really am wishing for them to be happy at the same time, well, how I contextualize that, how I'm going to phrase it, the way, the way I'm going to come at it, and I'm not going to say something to a stranger that I would say to a friend. Right, and, of course. And I think right. that's what we have to recognize. I, I hope that people will hear from this series that within our, within our circles of influence, let's hold one another accountable right. for... for being civil in our services together with each other because we are. I mean, yeah. by and large, we're very civil. It sounds like this horrible problem with civility. We don't. We're not an, an incivil congregation. But how do we? How do we even become more that more caring and respectful and all those things for each other? And and it doesn't happen with just John Doe's. It's it's within right. my circle of influence, the people that I care about, the people that I sit with, the people that I'm going to have lunch with afterwards. Because over lunch, I've got people that if I could go to lunch and I could say. What in the world were you thinking today? You know, in and out, in and out, in and out. I can't yeah. believe you got to stop that. And 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 they would take that from me. Whereas if I said it to someone else that I don't have that same camaraderie with, they like, well, who do you? Th- what, <laughs> I don't have any business telling me what to do. I mean, they could they could go off on a whole different angle. So I think Jeff's right. The relational aspect of having that, having earned the right to speak into another person's life, right? Um, and we that's that's part of our strategy and our and our evangelism as and our mission stuff is you know. We want to meet with people, get to know them, meet their needs, to be sympathized with them. You know, win right. their win their confidence. That's what you have to do in order to be able to hold one another accountable. But it, I think it's good though, and it's not. It's 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 definitely worth revisiting. It's just like you know, how many times can you talk about Jesus? Yeah. Probably not enough, right? <laughs> I mean, every week. But and not that you want to talk about this every week, or someone's going to start thinking that we have this problem, <laughs> like you said. But. These are things that are just good reminders sure. because it can just get to be like, hey, it's kind of like walking in your living room. We just know everyone and, hey, how's it going? And we're all friendly and it's all that. And people from the outside then go, what in the world am right. I getting myself into? Is because, this church? <laughs> yeah. When did this become church? Right. So I think that's, I mean, I think it's a good conversation to have and to re- revisit. And in yeah. the culture of incivility, uh, it's, I think it's even more important. Well, culture has to change, yeah. and if it's going to right. change, it right. still has to be things that are heard from front sure. and even behind in the podcast are things that people are going to realize are of value yeah. to us. Right. I, I think that part of this big part is that I really, when I'm, when I'm contemplating how I'm going to approach that person, is I really, really should be thinking much more about the person mm-hmm. than about just the issue. Right. Um, because then I, then I deal with it differently because I go and I approach that person differently if I'm truly with that person's best interest at heart. And you and I have been doing this long enough, Jeff, that we know there's times when I've done it very carefully and kindly and all the right thoughts about them, and there's been some times when I've done it just badly and just like, okay, this has to be done, kaboom, just we're going to do it, boom. And that's uh, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> not the way to do it, but at the same time, there's everyone's got to be given a break and a second chance when sometimes we just it's one of those days right. and it comes out. So what we would invite you to do is, Andy talked about the four different pieces to this uh, Challenge of Change series. Week two, with respect, is when the podcast started. So you can go back and revisit those at Spreaker.com. And a big thank you to Chad, who's actually in the control room today for Tom, who's out of town. Um, and he just set up a redirect. So if you go to hospitalchurch.org slash podcast, that will take you directly to the Spreaker page where these episodes are 
listed and archived. So you don't have to wait until Facebook and Twitter and the rest for those to come out. You can find them there. They're usually there late Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning, depending when how fast I get it done. But so hospitalchurch.org slash podcast will take you directly there. You can follow us that way in the app. will notify you every time a new episode comes. And hopefully if all goes well, there'll be different and new episodes in the future of even different subject matter. And maybe some questions. And maybe yeah. some questions. So the other thing is with this series, if there's anything that impacted you, something you've changed about the way you view church, the way you act in church, the way you interact with others at church, podcast at hospitalchurch.org, and we'd be happy to go over any of those questions and or comments that you have for us. And now, which we forgot to do last week, which we're going to do before we completely wrap up, where are we headed next week? Ah, there God, we go. God and Rebels. God and Rebels, I yeah, like it. It's the story it. of Jonah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And who's preaching? Andy, are you yep. you're preaching? <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, he's not going to Nineveh. He's just staying I'm, here. I'm, preach, oh, I'm, preaching, I'm preaching the next three the next three weeks, and then I'm not preaching for six or seven weeks yeah, in a row. There'll be a so you'll have something. So people have something to look forward to. We'll have we'll have <laughs> I'm some. Not preaching. We'll have some. Uh, we might be able to bring in a, a guest once in a while. We can even let Andy out of his duties here for some guest yeah. speakers if he wants, yeah. or we yeah. can just bring them in as well. We'll have to figure that part out as we get there. So do join us, uh, either if you're locally, uh, join us in-house. Worship times are 9.30 a.m. and noon with class in between. Always at hospitalchurch.org. You can catch the live stream and archives and such in hospitalchurch.org podcast to find us. And that'll do it for episode three. Join us next week as we investigate Jonah.